BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I think wherever you are, if you are learning, you are growing. You have to try things and fail, and you have to not be scared of failing. If you can look at life as, instead of this one big task that you have to accomplish or something that you have to win at as moments that all collectively come together and are essential to who you become, who you are, who you evolve as, it's a lot easier to get through it. You are a collection of all of those moments and all of those things and all of those lessons and experiences and you can never make a wrong choice if you are making a choice when it comes to moving forward in your life. But you're awakening already. Right, it's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Hello everyone and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am Vanessa Fontana and this is episode 32. I actually recorded this episode a while ago and I found it in my audio files and it felt really relevant to where I am in my life currently and I think it's a good way to kick off the December episodes and all that's to come. So Before we get started, if you're new here, Figuring Shit Out is a collective undertaking of self-help, coming of age, and finding and healing yourself in a world of flux. Figuring Shit Out is meant to help you deepen and expand the most important relationship you'll ever have, that with yourself, and teach you how to go along the journey of enjoying the life that you're living as it unfolds, healing yourself, and connecting to all that is around you, and deepening your experience of life as you go forth into this crazy landscape that we all live in. So this episode was actually recorded back in September and it covers career confusion, not knowing what you want to do with your life, how to feel like you can be empowered to move forward with the choices that may be in front of you and where you can really figure out where your energy is best suited when it comes to studying subjects in college choosing a career path, like these really big existential things that it feels like a lot of us don't know how to really make a decision around. And in this episode, I share with you my journey and my story of 
going to college, what I studied in college, how I got to New York City, and where I'm at now in my life as it relates to what I've chosen to do as a career. And it was not a seamless journey, and it's not a seamless journey as it stands today. I want to let you all know that I too am figuring shit out and I too am confused. This podcast has given me so much space and so much empowerment and so much joy that I feel a beautiful responsibility and a beautiful direction and expanding that and going forth with it in my life. And I am still in a full-time corporate job. So I'm in the process of figuring shit out and I'm in the process of getting through that confusion. But this episode is really a note on how to make decisions that you don't know are right for you and you are always going to be learning something. You're always going to be learning about yourself. And the only time you're ever stuck is when you feel stuck. The only time you're ever really stagnant in your life is when you know what you want to do, but you can't find the will to move. And sometimes we just have to take action that we don't know is aligned to find a direction and a path that suits us. And Honestly, it doesn't get easier when you know what you want to do. It almost gets a bit more challenging because then there's this awful dissonance of what you want to do and what logic and reality tells you you are supposed to do. And so this episode really covers all of those notes and variations of my journey and what advice I have for you as someone who has been through college, has been through moving states, moving to New York City, and now in a place in my life where I feel really connected to my purpose, and I'm trying to find my way there. So I'm along this journey with you guys, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Just a few announcements before the episode begins. I am going to be doing a mini-series for December. So these episodes are going to be a bit shorter than my normal episodes, and it's really for the purpose of connecting with you guys and still maintaining the consistency of a regular posting schedule, but it is really because I am planning to relaunch the podcast in January of 2024. And when I say relaunch the podcast, what I mean is I want to honor the life that Figuring Shit Out has taken on its own. I started this podcast back in April, but it was truly born long ago in a yearning that I had minimized for so much of my life to create something that I could pour my heart into and to go forth into the world with transparency and honesty and to honor my authentic self. I wanted to create something that felt real and honest to me, and when I launched the podcast, I didn't care who listened to it or if it was listened to. I was really doing it because I felt the calling and the urgency to take ownership of my life, take ownership of the things that I knew that I loved, take ownership of my ability to be seen, which I had hidden for so long. Figuring shit out is truly the most honest thing I've ever done, and now that we have thousands of listeners. The podcast deserves its own evolution as I have evolved and as the podcast has evolved. I launched Figuring Shit Out with three episodes and barely a plan. And now that we are 32 episodes in, it deserves more than a plan. It deserves true collection of energy and creation. And there's going to be so much coming that I'm so excited for you guys to be a part of and to share. You've asked me for so long for things like guidebooks and mailing lists and how you can really integrate these things into your life in a larger way. And so 
everything that's coming is tying back to all of those requests and also tying back to knowing that you're never going to have shit figured out, that if we get lost in the details and the monotony of day to day, we will lose ourselves, we will lose our lives, we will lose our spirits and figuring shit out lies in that liminal space of the duality of life and it is about oneness, it is about a journey that is deeply personal yet deeply, deeply shared and now that the girl who started figuring shit out has found her voice and has been able to receive the beauty that comes from that, you know, what is next? What is the next stage of figuring shit out? So this is where that evolution begins. And I'm so excited to share all of those things with you guys very soon. But with that being said, December episodes are going to be shorter. They're going to encapsulate the end of this year with short bits of wisdom and guidance on connecting with yourself as we end this year. I think that it's so important right now as December comes and we end the year to really take that time for reflection and evolution and thinking about what it is that you really want to create and knowing that yes, time is a social construct, but at the same time when we have a date coming that is one one in a new year that we haven't lived yet, there's something so deeply special about that that should be honored and as we honor what we want to create, we must honor what we have created. We must reflect on all that we are allowed to be proud of. And so that's what those four episodes really are going to collate as, as I get everything together for the January relaunch. More will be coming on that as it relates to timelines and dates and everything, but just know you'll be hearing from me from December. And if you want any updates, please follow the Figuring Shit Out Instagram, my personal Instagram, and uh, my TikTok where I post short form content just like this and announce some updates around the podcast as well. Feel free to reach out to me. Let me know how Figuring Shit Out has impacted your life this year. Or if you're a new listener, please let me know how you're finding Figuring Shit Out, what you thought about this episode. And if you haven't already, please rate the podcast on your preferred streaming platform. It really helps. And without further ado, here is episode 32. This episode is going to be about career confusion and post-grad advice, whether you're graduating from high school or graduating from college. I am going to speak mostly about my experience in the real working world and living in New York City. Whenever I go about creating an episode, I like to get a general sense of what the audience is feeling by tuning into what some of you have been saying, commenting on some of my posts or recent episodes or TikToks, and also paying attention to the things that you guys ask about in your messages to me, or some of the things that you highlight that you've enjoyed me talking about before. And a theme that I just recently noticed was some questions around career confusion and advice for people who are in this process of not really knowing exactly what to do with their lives, join the club, or not really knowing exactly what direction to take after graduating college, or not knowing exactly what to study, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the best way that I think I can go about this is truly giving you my experience because I had a really unique experience in figuring out what I wanted to do. And I think the way that I went about it was a good balance between logic and stability and also leaving room for me to change a course of direction if I wanted to. And really in my life right now, 
going through that sort of evolution and going through that figuring it out, if you will. So I'm going to start this episode off with what my experience was studying, graduating college, getting a job, going into the real world, all of those things, and then speak to a lot of the things that I've learned along the way and a lot of the redirection that I've faced in my life when it came to choosing a career, choosing a course of study, and where I'm at now with the whole process. And I think a good place to start is the fact that I live in New York City, and New York City was my dream to be here. You can hear the sirens in the back background, which I think is just well aligned. I'm going to let them go as I talk about New York City. That is New York City. It is a loud, loud place filled with a lot of energy and filled with a lot of hustle and filled with a lot of expectation and filled with a lot of expensive, expensive things. And so from a young age, I've talked about this before, and this is really where I'm going to cover kind of the wholeness of the story. I always wanted to be in New York, and there was not particularly something that I wanted to do here in New York, but I was always called to the energy of this city, and my dad is originally from New York, so I grew up visiting it here and there and having just this really beautiful and large affinity for New York City. And so I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that when I left high school, I wanted to go to New York. And I didn't end up in New York City, but I did end up in the state of New York. I grew up in Fort Myers, Florida, which is a small-ish town about two hours south of Tampa on the southwest coast. And I grew up as a pretty good student. I really liked school growing up, and I was very much a shy kid who enjoyed reading and enjoyed writing my essays and using that as my form of communicating with my teachers instead of actually communicating in a classroom. And I fell in love with writing from a very early age, and I knew that whatever I was going to do, it had to be very writing-centric. There wasn't a lot of support around the idea of truly taking a creative path and to be quite fair I don't think I pushed very much for it but my dad was very logical when it came to the situation of my life and I'm grateful that he was now that I'm 23 and I'm older and I'm able to literally support myself but at the time I think that I resisted this a lot and it felt like I was being forced to do something that I didn't want to do or that I was selling out in place of what I actually wanted to do. I think if it was up to me, I would have studied English literature and I would have gotten a degree in English language and I would have studied creative writing to some degree and really spent my time studying the texts that I fell in love with and the ones that I grew up with. But I think that there was a period of time when I was about 16, 17, where I just realized that it wasn't It wasn't something that seemed logical or reasonable if I wanted to make a huge move to New York City. And I think that in the back of my mind always was knowing that my biggest goal getting out of Florida was to get out of Florida. My biggest goal was to move to New York City. It was to start my life. And I always had this image of I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do in New York, but I saw myself there. And I think that blinded any other ambition that I had. And I think that because writing was something that was so translatable to any other field, I could justify trading it for something else in order to make my ends meet and get to where I wanted to go. So That is kind of covering the first priority and the first piece of advice that I have for you guys, which is figure out what your biggest ambition is, figure out what your biggest priority is and make that more important than anything else. For me, 
in my hierarchy of needs, it was getting to a place where I could feasibly support myself financially and move to New York City. It was not about a career. It was simply about the fact of I knew where I wanted to live and I knew that living in that place would require me to get a job with substantial income so that I could support myself there because it wasn't like I was being subsidized by my parents. I moved out and the day I moved out, I was essentially on my own. And so that is my second advice is while you are still under your parents' roof or while you are still living at home or while you are still being financially assisted by your parents, if you are, which you're very lucky if you are, and also you shouldn't be made to feel guilty of that if you are. I know that that's like a very big common thread is this sort of Olympics that people play with, oh, your parents help you and my parents don't and you have it better and you have it. Everyone has some type of privilege in some way, shape or form. And that's to be acknowledged. But whatever your situation is, if you are subsidized by your parents, and even if you are not subsidized by your parents, you need to learn how to budget because when you get out into the real world and you realize what the value of a dollar is, genuinely, it is very humbling. And I think that as soon as I left Florida and I moved to New York and I started going to school, I realized how much money I didn't even know I was willing to put myself in debt for to get to New York City. And I'm so glad that I didn't end up doing that. But essentially, I sold out my creative ambitions of becoming a writer because I didn't really know what that had meant. I knew that I had dreams to one day write books and be something in some sort of field where I could credibly speak and write about a topic that felt meaningful to me and share that communication with the world. But I was willing to make amends with it to get to where I wanted to go. And so I started studying journalism and I was kind of coming up with all of these plan B's. I wanted to do something that felt impactful and that felt meaningful. And my dad had a really good sense of logic about him when it came to, well, if you want to be a writer, I don't suggest being a writer and being a starving artist, but you can actually be a writer if you want to do some type of journalism work or reporting, and you can make a lot of money in it if you're able to scale it really well. And so I I kind of had this idea that I wanted to be a political broadcast journalist for a major news station. And in my mind, that meant that I would be doing investigative journaling and going out into the field and being able to write really meaningful things that would speak to the world and give the world the right and proper and just information. And when I got to college and I started studying it wasn't exactly journalism. I actually started studying an interdisciplinary major. It was politics, philosophy, and law. When I started studying it and I was looking at the climate that was around us when it came to the news stations and everything that was kind of ongoing in the world and the in the political sphere at the time, I got really scared and I sort of had an existential crisis because I just realized that the things that I was studying, while I could study them and while they were really interesting to me, I couldn't see this clear path in front of me to be able to justify serving a system that I wasn't really sure if I believed in, right? Like my ambition was to create meaningful work that was impactful and honest. And I couldn't really promise myself that that was what I was going to get by pursuing journalism or going to law school or doing what I think I felt was the compromise between what I wanted to do and what looked good to do in the world. 
And in the end, it was all for me to eventually do what I wanted to do. I just needed to figure out how I could sustain myself and make enough money to get where I wanted to go first, right? And so I got to school and I had quite a shock to my system when I just realized that if I was going to be studying something for the sake of a means to an end, then I might as well just go and study something that I'm actually really not interested in, I actually really don't want to pursue, but is far more valuable Because the way that I looked at it was I had my first priority, right? My first priority was I want to get to New York City and I don't want to be financially insecure. And those are two really large goals to have in and of themselves. And I was already one step to New York City. I already moved out of the state of Florida. I went to school in upstate New York. And because in high school, I was such a good little academic student, I garnered enough AP credits and dual enrollment credits. I did college courses when I was in high school. um, And it was sort of my way of escaping the life that I had in Florida. I really immersed myself into my academic studies because I felt so safe in them, especially when it came to English literature and words and writing and like the linguistics that I had fallen in love with. I really immersed myself into my academic study and I did everything that I could when I was in high school to get out of my hometown and get out of the state of Florida, which meant that I knew I needed to prioritize getting really high test scores. I took the SAT and ACT both equally about four or five times each. And I had very big ambitions to go to an Ivy League school. And I had this beautiful college resume. I'd worked so hard and missed so much in high school because I really was just so focused on getting out of Florida and I really wasn't very happy with myself, my life, all of the circumstances that surrounded me that I was laser focused on getting out. I didn't really care exactly where I went, although I hoped it would be New York City. I was okay with it just being New York or just being literally anywhere other than where I was. And when I ended up applying to colleges, none of the colleges that I had really wanted to go to gave me any financial aid whatsoever. And at this time, I didn't even think about applying to scholarships. I never really had that conversation with my dad around the cost of the colleges. I don't exactly know what I thought was going to happen in my mind, but I really had that wake-up call of, oh, wait, this isn't free. Like, oh, wait, I have to pay for this. And I started looking at taking out loans and all of these massive debt undertakings. But I ended up going to school upstate because this was the only school that gave me any type of financial aid. They gave me a scholarship. And little did I know, all of my credits from high school ended up transferring there. So by the time I got to school, I was already a sophomore. I had two and a half years left because I had all of my general education requirements done. And I think that also really freaked me out when I got there and I was pursuing this degree that I didn't really know that I wanted, that I was trying to justify in the back of my head was like really meaningful to me and felt right to me. And on top of that, I had two and a half years to figure out my next path forward. And so I had this real level-setted reality and I ended up switching my major to the business school. So the business school at the school that I went to was the best education that I could possibly get at this school. It was a very renowned program and I kind of did it kicking and screaming because I was really annoyed about the fact that I had to go and study something I wasn't interested in, but I knew that 
at least I would be getting a degree that I would use and that would be valuable. And I think when I started studying politics, philosophy and law, and I didn't exactly know how I saw that turning out, I didn't know if anything I was learning would ever be truly applied. And I think that that's a lot of the struggle that people who are going through college or who have gone through college experience it's like how much do you actually use your degree and you're spending your entire life studying something that you don't even know is going to be truly applicable to life and the many things that I could say about the education that I received was one it made sense and it was very logical two it was very valuable and three I literally use what I learned in my life all the time and it was challenging enough to where I was able to really push myself to learn things that I would have never learned before like how to code and about information systems and about quantitative finance and accounting and things that are very boring to be quite honest like it's not sexy but just are useful to know and useful things to be able to learn and in that program truly how to run a business and so it was a very well-versed and well-rounded education that I received and I think that if I could give advice to anyone who is trying to figure out what they want to do or they're undecided when it comes to your education do the thing that makes sense if you don't know what you want to do because I think when we make the decision that our parents want us to make or we make the decision that seems like it makes sense or seems like it will fit into the narrative of our dreams it's really easy to get quickly humbled and realize oh this is actually not what I want and then you have this whole existential crisis so doing the thing that makes sense doesn't mean going to study medicine if you don't want to be a doctor and you don't want to be in the healthcare field but what could you do that could feasibly apply to your life in a larger way and give you the bandwidth to then either go to graduate school school after school to be able to hone your studies more or give you a broader understanding that will help you in your life better and I know a lot of people study psychology which I think is a really good undergraduate study because it gives you a really good sense of human behavior as well as a good basis and a lot of programs on neurological behavior and you can do a lot with that degree so there's always these degrees that you can use where you don't really you don't really know what you want to do but you can get that degree and it can kind of pave the way forward for you so that you know you're not going to be stuck without a job at the end if you study something extremely specific it may be hard to sell yourself after you've graduated and you still don't exactly know what you want to do with that degree the degree that I got looked good on paper and to be quite honest all I needed to do to get to New York City and get a job was look good on paper and be able to get a good enough education to know that I learned valuable things that I could apply to the real world and and then learn how to sell myself. So if you've been wanting to learn a new language because you want to pick up a new skill or hobby, then Rosetta Stone is for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop and also can be used as an app on your phone. Rosetta Stone teaches through immersion. Instead of memorizing and drilling vocabulary words into your head, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, and participating in dialogues. There are no English translations in the product, so you're getting trained to listen, speak, read, write, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages languages from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and even Dutch, and offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons for the languages and literally never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. 
Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I think a major pro that I was able to get at the school that I went to, not only was it that I was able to graduate early because all of my credits ended up transferring to that school, which they would have never transferred to any other school that wasn't giving me money in the first place. But I think that the biggest resource that I was able to leverage from the school was the learning how to build a resume, learning how to pitch yourself, learning how to talk to people, learning how to sell yourself, learning how to be in an interview. And these are really the skills I think that are so applicable to every part of life. And I think that that was the most valuable thing that I was able to take away from it. They would have these fairs where you could introduce yourself to these people at these companies. And it was very high stakes for a lot of people. I think it was pretty low stakes for me because I didn't want to work at a huge firm. But at the same time, it was really interesting to see how the politics of the business world were so embedded in university culture to begin with and how these business students were, now that I look back on it, like little corporate people in college uniforms, essentially. And so in this school, I really learned how to speak with conviction. I learned how to know what skills I had, know what strengths I had. I learned how to speak to accomplishments in a right way. And I think that that's a challenge for a lot of us. It's like, we don't know what we're good at. We don't know what we do well. We don't really know how to speak to our experience. And we don't know how to see the value in the experience that we've had to be able to almost leverage that experience in a different way. And honestly, no matter where you've worked before in your life, whether it be the juice shop or underneath the CEO of the biggest firm in the world. It doesn't matter when it comes to interviewing and when it comes to building a resume, you want to highlight your actual direct impact on wherever you were. So if you were serving customers at the juice shop every day, how can you say that with a little bit more conviction to your skills? You simply say something like, improved customer retention rate by x percent by providing elite customer service and building relationships with returning customers resulting in increased brand satisfaction and overall revenue growth year to date in my time there literally bullshit like it's not bullshit but so much of just getting a job and figuring it out is literally just learning how to sell yourself and how to speak to your accomplishments And I think so often of the time, we can have the most amazing resume in the world. If you can't talk about it, you're screwed and you can have the worst resume in the world. But if you know how to talk about it and your resume sucks, then you're not even going to get in the door in the first place. And so a lot of this logical reasoning that comes with figuring out what we want to do and what we are good at really allows us to be empowered. Like that's the key. It's like be empowered and knowing that whatever you've done is never 
lost and it is never for nothing. And you can learn anything from any job you've ever gotten, from any education you've ever gotten, from anything. You can never make a wrong mistake when it comes to deciding to get an education. You can never make a wrong mistake when it comes to deciding to get a job. Even if you take that job and you absolutely hate it, guess what? Now you know that you don't want to work there. Now you know that you don't want to work in that field. Now you've learned something that you didn't have before. And I think that when I decided to settle my passions for logic, reason, and financial stability, I'm so happy that I did genuinely. And I I know that that's not something that everyone would say. I think that yes, you can have both. You can be logical and you can be a dreamer. You can have a passion and you can have a good job that accompanies and funds that passion. But you need to have the job first. You need to have the logic first. In my opinion, I think that unless you have the right connections and you have the right network and you have the true conviction in yourself to believe that you can do it no matter what, then go for it. Like actually go for it. If you believe in yourself, that's all you need. But the difference between me and that conviction was that I did not have it, right? I didn't know what I wanted to write about. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. And I did what I thought made sense to justify it by studying journalism and trying to be a journalist. But then I realized that that was just going to hurt me so much anyways, because I would have hated my passion. I think if I went to study something where I had to write and it was things that I didn't want to write about, I would end up hating writing. And that was what was starting to happen when I was in these very law-heavy, intense jargon classes where they would talk about these ridiculously dense concepts and I would have to go and write 20-page essays on them. I started to hate the thing that I loved and I so much, so much would have rather in my education and my decision done something that I wasn't interested in instead of hate something that I love. And I really took that route because it made sense for me. And remember my first priority was simply to move to New York city and get the income to move to New York city. And so that was what was on my mind. And I think that so many people struggle with deciding what they want to do because they think that if they choose something, then they're stuck there. And that is really not true. You are never stuck no matter where you are in life. And there are so many people who have had career changes halfway through their career who start something and then figure out that they want to do something else. And this is the part where I'll talk about my experience with this. So I graduated from college and I had a year and a half internship and I ended up turning that internship into my full-time job. And While the thing I was doing, I don't think, again, I was really that passionate about it. I think that the best thing that you can do when you're doing something that you don't want to do, but it makes sense is to find the best aspects of it. And so I was able to look at my studying of business school as a really good way to sharpen a part of my brain that I had never really used before, which was truly the, the quantitative side of my brain. I've always been more qualitative. I've always been more of a words person than a numbers person, but because I had to study this thing, I had to use the part of my brain that I didn't want to use, which I think gave me a really well-rounded approach to life in a way that I hadn't had before. Um, On top of that, going to this internship, which then turned into a job, I really enjoyed my time there simply because 
of the relationship that I had had with my boss. I thought that she was really incredible to work under. I really, really admired her and found a mentor in her. And it didn't really matter exactly what I was doing as long as I got to truly work under her. And in this atmosphere, it felt like something that I was willing to do, even though the work itself wasn't something that ignited me. I really liked the amount of freedom that I was given in that role um, to be able to come up with ideas and do things on my own. And we were able to pilot a lot of things as interns that ended up not really going anywhere. But at the same time, I think it was just a really great learning experience. And that job was the job that I moved to New York City with. So it didn't pay very well. And I was lucky enough to move to New York City right after COVID when all the rents were still very low. And so my expenses weren't extremely high. But when I got to New York, like I realized how expensive it really was to live here. And there was truly a period of struggle in trying to figure out how to live my life and not be in a place where I couldn't survive anymore because it was so expensive. And so learning how to budget was something that was really, really humbling for me and something that I had to learn how to do. But I had to sort of revisit my Maslow's hierarchy of needs type of thing because I had gotten to where I'd wanted to go. So checked the box. I was able to support myself, although it was really, really hard But I was starting to be very directionless in what I wanted to do and see no sort of growth there. And on top of that, I was struggling financially, living in New York and not making a lot of money, being right out of college. And so it was another redirection, right? It's like my first priority was accomplished, but then I got to New York and I think I was really confused because I had always pictured being here, but then I was in this place of, all right, well, what am I doing here and why am I here and what's the purpose of being here? And you start to realize how expensive it is, which really makes you truly look at everything from a larger perspective, from a much more logical perspective. I think that the lesson from that is find what excites you about anything that you're doing. What excited me about what I was doing before I ended up leaving that job was the fact that I saw someone who was a mentor to me. I saw someone who I could kind of emulate in terms of who I wanted to be in a way. I was doing work that maybe wasn't extremely impactful to the world, but I knew had an impact on the place that I was at. And I knew that I was learning. And I think that as long as you know that you're learning and as long as you know that the things that you're doing, no matter how hard they are, are valuable in some way, shape, or form, and you can really find the value in them, then nothing that you ever do will ever be for nothing. And I think that I've really been very good at doing that throughout my life, finding the value in it and looking at things as simply opportunities to learn. And knowing that you don't have to stay at the job that you start at and you don't have to stick with the field that you start studying in, but you can't sit around and not make a decision. You have to make a decision. You have to choose something and you have to choose the thing that honestly seems the most rational to you because if you don't have this burning passion, this desire that makes your heart sing and you know exactly what you want to do, if you are on the other side of the spectrum where you are kind of interested in a few things, but you don't really know what it is that you want, then you need to do the thing. This is from my own experience. This is my opinion and the advice that I'm giving. You need to do the thing that you can justify to yourself and rationalize to yourself because every single time I would be in school or be at any type of job at all and I wasn't 
enjoying what I was doing, it always came back to me rationalizing it with myself and saying, no, this is good for you. This is what you need to do. And here are the reasons. Like you need to have a very clear and distinct understanding of why this is something that will better you, better your life and set you up in the future for long-term success. And I knew that for me, I had chosen something that was enough of a general thing that I could use in almost any area of my life. And what I actually ended up studying in business school was management information systems and computer science and quantitative finance, which is oddly very, very, very similar to what I do for my day-to-day job today. While those things aren't the most incredibly sexy of of them all, they were really useful. And I'm glad that I got the education that I did. And I know that those skills are transferable. It's not this very niche thing that I can't take with me anywhere else. And so I knew that there was value in what I was doing, even if it wasn't something that really made my heart sore. And I think at the end of the day, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And you also just have to try. You have to get out of wherever you are in the situation of undecidedness because all of that time that you're spending trying to figure it out, sitting in your head and trying to figure it out, you're simply ruminating. You are ruminating over all of the possibilities that could be and visualizing in your head what it would look like to go down this path or this path or this path. And you honestly do not know until you're on the path. You have to try a million things sometimes before you really figure it out and figure out exactly what you want to do. It is so important to have the passions that you have had outside of work when you start working. It is so important to prioritize other areas of your life and not make your life about climbing any type of ladder unless that's really what makes your heart sing and that's really what you want to do. I think the thing that I've learned the most in living in New York City and working in business contexts is how political it truly is and how in any form of life finding people that you can trust and finding people that are willing to mentor you, finding people that are able to see you and connect with you and really see your potential and then are willing to give you the tools to grow it, whether that be your boss and sometimes most times it's not your boss, whether that be your boss or whether that be just a peer or someone older than you or someone who's been there a bit longer than you, finding those people is so essential to, I'm not even going to say your success, but it's essential to your growth. And I think wherever you are, if you are learning, you are growing. And if you are learning that you don't like it, you're still growing because you know more and more with more and more conviction that this is not something you want to do. And I think that I've seen things for so long in my life. And I think that this is a really good skill that I've learned how to have. I've seen things as stepping stones, right? So going to school in upstate New York was a stepping stone to New York City. And then in New York City, my first job was my stepping stone to the job that I have now. And now the job that I have now is a stepping stone to a million other possibilities and a million other things. And I think that if you can look at life as instead of this one big task that you have to accomplish or something that you have to win at as moments that all collectively come together and are essential to who you become, who you are, who you evolve as, it's a lot easier to get through it. If you are thinking about something in the context of your entire life, you're never going to be able to make a decision because you don't know who you're going to be in a year, two years, 10 years. But if you don't do anything at all, then you're going to be stuck in the same place. And I think that the biggest advice that I have to anyone who doesn't know what they want to do is first join the club, look around you. Okay. No one knows what they want to do. And the people who are 
pretending like they have it all figured out are lying to themselves and lying to the world because no one knows what they're doing. And I think that this existential confusion is something that all of us struggle with. And the more open and honest people can be, the more vulnerable people can be about their experience in being confused, I think the easier it is for all of us to feel connected to each other and also to take the risks to do something that we don't really know if we even want to do just because we want to try it and see if it works out. You don't have to be massively successful at anything that you try. Sometimes learning that you're not good at something is all the information that you need to realize what you are good at. It also always comes down to surrendering to where you are in your life right now, looking at the options that you have in front of you and doing what you can do and in so much of the confusion that I've had in my own life when it comes to my career and what I really want I have had to really level set with myself and say okay what is this providing me with and what am I learning and I think that I've looked at my postgraduate experience as graduate school of its own I've looked at it as I'm basically getting a master's degree in social psychology because the political atmosphere of corporate America is so interesting and such a wild thing to observe and it's really given me the wherewithal to be able to understand whether or not I am willing to be part of it for a long-term period of time or if I really want to redirect again and use my experience and use the things that I've learned in a different way and I think that that is the part of you that will always be so unique and essential it's what can you grab from every experience that you've ever had and what can you take away and learn from everything and everywhere that you are at every point in your life is never for nothing I've said that multiple times because it's really not you are a collection of all of those moments and all of those things and all of those lessons and experiences and you can never make a wrong choice if you are making a choice when it comes to moving forward in your life also realizing that life is long like yeah it's not promised but at the same time you have time to figure it out and no one at the end of their lives wishes that they spent more time in the office no one at the end of their lives wishes that they spent more time jumping over people to get to the places that they want and get the bonus that they needed and I think that whatever you do in your life if you can do it with a sense of ethical and moral groundedness and if you can do it with a sense of conviction and belief then you'll be okay you will be all right if you can find people you trust and you can and find mentors who are able and willing to show you the things that they had to learn the hard way. If you are able to take every experience that you have and learn something from it and be keen on your true search for learning and education and not having to figure it out or know what you want to do but in order to do that you have to move you have to make decisions you have to try things and fail and you have to not be scared of failing it's okay to fail it's okay to realize that everything you thought before was wrong and it's okay to pursue something for several years only to come back to the thing that made your heart sing in the first place I really think that the best way to go about this is day by day and step by step and incrementally mentally you learn more and more and you treat life like a school because it truly is and you build good relationships in your life whether it be with colleagues whether it be with your friends whether it be with a community that's outside of your income you don't have to make work your life and you don't have to make something that doesn't feel right to you your passion or your dream sometimes you just need to do what you need to do and it becomes clearer and clearer truly every day and knowing what that vision is knowing what type of life that you want knowing who you want to truly be your highest version of self if you keep that image of yourself in your mind every day you are defined by that image of the future you are defined in every step that you take by this 
notion of integrity in everything that you do that you know no matter what it is, it's going to teach you something that's going to be essential to your path, your path forward and your path in this life. Anyways, that was a relatively short recap of what I've kind of learned being in the real world. I want to go more deeply into this and talk about New York City specifically because New York City has taught me a lot of lessons about life and myself that are intertwined with this idea of finding yourself, finding your purpose, being confused in your life and your career, but also interpersonal things, things about relationship. But I really hope that this was helpful in terms of practical advice. And I want you to know that the people that you look to for advice and the people that you think have it all figured out, they don't have it figured out. I've talked about this before. I have an entire episode that's called Normalized Confusion. And it's essentially all about the fact that it's okay to not know what you want to do with your life. And if you have any impulse to figure it out, you are going to figure it out. And I can't even speak enough about my own experience with this, learning every single day what I am wanting to do and how to do it intentionally it's truly a lesson and this podcast has been such a meaningful space for that because honestly I didn't even know how to define what I wanted to do two three months ago and now I have a much more specific vision of how I want to exist in the world and what I think I want to create and it's still not picture perfect it's still not totally clear but because I have put myself out there in the world in various ways because I've tried a lot of things and just decided to take a step it's become clearer and clearer and there are going to be so many things that you try and then you abandon and you try and you realize it just wasn't for you but every now and then you're going to find that thing that actually really speaks to you and you realize I don't exactly know what I want to do with this but this seems viable and the more that you continue to explore that viable thing the more clear it becomes to you what your true resonance is what your true purpose is and so the best and biggest advice that I have for anyone who's confused is to just simply try explore do everything do all that you can to just learn about yourself and learn about what you like and what you don't like and that will really guide you to where you are supposed to be and it will guide you to meet people in your life that sometimes you just work at certain jobs because you were supposed to meet your best friend there sometimes you just work certain places because you were supposed to be taught a lesson it is no different than any type of relationship that we have in our lives or any type of place that we are in our lives it's all for something it's all meant for something there is a larger grander bigger purpose and it's not up to you to figure out exactly what that is it's just your job to have fun along the journey and realize the beauty of what it's like to be young and not know realize that 25 years from now you are somewhere else you are established in whatever field it is that you think you want to be in or you don't even know you want to be in you are successful to a certain degree you have attained the things that you thought you wanted or the things that you did want or the things that you found out that you wanted to do 25 years from now you have a lot more answers than you have right now today and so there is a certain beauty in the confusion there is a certain beauty in the figuring it out there is a certain beauty in not knowing what you want to do because these moments are so important to the entirety of your life you don't have to know what the entirety of your life looks like but these are the incremental steps these are the incremental moments that truly make you who you are but you have to be open to those experiences you have to be open to seeing it and knowing it because you can know you want to study something study it get a degree in it go and get a job in the field be really successful make a lot of money and at the end of the day 
it's never truly going to fulfill you because work will never fulfill you. You will never be able to extract your value out of something that you produce. You will never be able to extract your value out of a job or an occupation the way that you think that it may solve all your problems. It's just going to be another role, another identity that you play, another thing that goes on your list of things when it comes to who you are as a person and who you are in your identity. And the more that you can connect with the deepest part of yourself, your inner self, your inner knowing, the the more that you're going to be guided to what you're supposed to do regardless and the more that anything you do is going to be fun and it's going to be exciting and it's going to be something that you can learn from it's never about the thing it's never about the decision it's never about the choice it is about how you approach that choice it is about how you look at that choice as an opportunity and how you have the gratitude for even having a choice at all and for being young when you are young you have a lot of time you have no responsibilities essentially like yes you may have to support yourself and you may have to pay your bills but you don't have kids and you don't have these crazy expenses that you may have in 10 20 years you don't have anything depending on you and you have the freedom to be able to make the choice and the choice is now the choice is now to explore it is not about having the answers it's just about being open to letting them find you and letting the lessons find you letting the opportunities find you and looking at everything like it is a blank slate and the way that you approach everything the intention that you have for it is everything to do with who you are as a human being in your success it's not about the monetary gain it's not about the success that you can put on paper it is about what you take from every experience and how you let that shape who you are or how you let that ground more deeper into who you are as a person. So all in all, that's what I have to say on this topic for right now. I'm sure I'll have more advice in a year, two years, three years. I think if you look at where you were even two years ago, three years ago, so much insight comes towards you in how much you've grown. And if you truly just take a step back and allow your life to unfold, everything really will fall into place. You just have to move and flow with it and know that the you in the future that you are trying to figure out exactly what they look like and who they are, they have answers and they want you to find them. They want you to know that it's all going to be okay and it's going to work out. And I want you to know that it's all going to be okay and it's going to work out and you're going to be fine. And when you get worked up about it, just take a real big deep breath. And remember, if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then you don't have a life. You have an act. So go live your fucking life. All right. See you guys next week. Mwah. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job, that if you're going to get that love and that respect that you just so love, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.